Um, <clears throat> I read through the I read through the program, and oftentimes. <clears throat> People need their, <clears throat> the the program tonight is going to be talking about five things, and and I'm not going to give them give them away. I want you to kind of as the program goes through, I want you to to identify them, and they'll, they'll be easy to identify. The five things that the average person in our world today is trying to find but they're trying to find it in all the wrong places. And hopefully tonight we'll be able to help you find it in the right way, the right place. So who's, who's first? Okay. Redemption's price 
Son of God on earth. Sorry. Okay. Home is where the heart is. Or so the saying goes. Home is the place of safety and rest. Home is a place for peace. A space where we can be our truest selves. We renovate old homes to make them new. We build dream homes so we can live in comfort and at ease. We search cities and neighborhoods to find a place to rent or buy. We search cities and neighborhoods for a safe place to live with the people that we love. Home is where the heart is. And today... We remember that God came to dwell among us. To make a home with us. And this gives us great reason to hope. Home is where God's heart is. And God's heart is always with us. The story of this hope is thousands of years old. We live in a day where that hope is reality. However, the home is not a place of hope, safety, or peace Ever for so many. Ever since God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden in the cool of the day to fellowship. The dream home that God designed for us has been attacked. And it is our sin and disobedience that seem to dash all hopes of home forever. Sin brought enmity, strife, and discord. Between spouses and siblings. <laughs> families and neighbors. Ever since man's first disobedience. We wrecked the home that God gave. But God sent his son Jesus into the world to salvage our hope and to make a home again for all who believe. As Jesus lived his life on earth, as he revealed the Father, as he went to the cross to defeat sin and death, as he restored the hope of humanity, Jesus promised us that if anyone loves me, he will obey my word. And my Father will love him and we will come to him and take him up residence with him and so on the first night of his life on earth among the cattle and the sheep among the bales of hay and the barnyard smells at the manger mary and joseph had a home for christ the savior of the world was present with them wherever jesus is the father is with him and he establishes a home today as we light the candle of hope we remember that our true home is not in a building we remember that our true home is not a space with a roof and four walls. Our home is with Christ in God. As we prepare our hearts for Christmas, we remember our true home. Today we come to the manger to experience true hope. Child is this who 
Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, drink, or about your body, what you will wear. We don't often think of the Sermon on the Mount when we talk about Christmas. But as we approach the manger to prepare our hearts for Advent, we want you to imagine with us. Imagine with us for a moment what it must have been like to witness the miracle of the Incarnation through the eyes of the first witness to Christ's birth. Joseph, husband, of Mary. The scriptures tell us that he was a righteous man. A man God spoke to in dreams. A man who honored his wife. And he was a man who had a lot to be anxious about during the first Christmas season in history. His first worry, the social stigma of shame. Mary was pregnant and he wasn't the father. Joseph wanted to protect Mary from disgrace. He believed the angel when he was revealed to him that the baby Mary carried was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Yet few others did. Another thing to worry about, Joseph had to find a way to get to Bethlehem from Nazareth, a journey of 100 miles. Days on the road by foot with a pregnant wife, 
At the command of no one less than Caesar, who decreed they register for the Roman census. Every detail of her, of her health. The journey. Their accommodations, provisions were on his mind. We don't know if it was because of the stigma of her pregnancy. Or because there were so many others traveling the same road. But when they finally arrived, there was no family in Bethlehem willing or able to help Joseph and his young wife. The rules of three. Joseph's third worry came when it was time for Mary to give birth, and there was no room for them, not even at the inn. Tired and alone. In the unfamiliar place. Joseph had to deliver a baby. But you see, Joseph was used to solving problems. As a carpenter, he was someone who could see what was not yet there and make a vision a reality. The desperately creative idea to take shelter in a stable meant for livestock and fashion it into a delivery room that would have to double as a nursery for the night. And so Joseph and Mary, in their most significant moment of their lives thus far, learned the lesson their son would later preach on the mountain. Have you ever wondered if Jesus, when he told the crowds not to worry about their lives or what they would eat or drink, had night of his birth in mind? Perhaps Jesus remembered the story that his earthly father told him about his birth, when Joseph and Mary received urgent provision from God on that cold night in Bethlehem. A place for Jesus to be born. A manger for the king. A place for the Savior of the world to arrive in order to fulfill God's eternal plan of salvation. As we prepare our hearts for Christmas, let's go to the manger, knowing that God provides for all of our needs. As we go to the manger, remember that God sees the end from the beginning. He has fed us with the bread of life. He has let us drink from the well of his salvation. He has clothed us in new robes of righteousness. As we remember that God provides all our needs and made a way for us to be reconciled to him. Today we come to the manger with joy. So, we're going to sing a song together. We are going to sing Jesus Strong and Kind. So, if you guys are able to, why don't we all stand up, get the blood flowing as we all sing together Jesus Strong and Kind.
singing everybody. Have you ever wondered why God sent his son as a helpless baby? He didn't send Jesus into the world that first Christmas as a conquering king with an angel army to turn over all the world's systems of power. He didn't send a polished politician either. Someone whose perfect policies pleased all people and created a political dynasty with no partisanship. God didn't send a celebrity to dazzle us with award-winning performances or move us with heart-wrenching songs. And he didn't send a multi-billionaire to build a business empire and hand out money that would cover all our bills or make us rich. Instead, God sent a son, born in poverty, born of a virgin, to live and grow on this earth, to experience every aspect of the human condition, the suffering and the pain, the joys and the laughter too. It wasn't military or political power. It wasn't influence or fame. It wasn't great wealth to make us the envy of the world. God gave us love, love dependent on others a child helpless and vulnerable to Herod who sought to kill him to a religious system that scoffed and to a political system that despised him Jesus was vulnerable to the elements to hunger to cold and to the sword he had no social standing instead when Herod sent his soldiers he had to flee for his life before he could even run God gave us what we needed most, a precious son who was without sin, who would show the world a perfect life, and open up a way to the Father so that all of us could re be reconciled to God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Today, as we prepare our hearts for Christmas, we remember the love of God. A love given. A love that gives. Today we let that giving love open our hearts. As we let the love of Jesus brings fill our hearts. Today we come to the manger to find the love of God. Yes. Alrighty guys, we're going to sing another song, Born to die. Again, if you guys are able to, please stand as we all sing together, Born to Die.
singing everybody. The world around us is full of trouble. Have you read the news lately? Wars. And rumors of war. Natural disasters. Human tragedies. Injustice and pain. But trouble isn't in some faraway place. It isn't only a headline in a newspaper. But in our own lives, people struggle with great challenges and trials. Take a moment to think about someone in your own circumstances. Someone who faces great trouble. A colleague at work. A fellow student. A mother or father. A sibling. A cousin. A friend. People who face the impossible. People who need a miracle. People in distress. There is trouble and anxiety in our own hearts too. As we reflect 
on the miracle of Advent this Christmas season, we must take heart. Take heart today because we can go to the manger and know peace. Like the shepherds who watched over sheep in a Roman-occupied land and longed for their circumstances to change. Men who were on the lookout for thieves and animals who might steal their sheep. Men who experienced the troubles and struggles of everyday life. Like the shepherds, let us run to the Prince of Peace. Like the wise men who studied the stars and looked carefully to the understanding things. Individuals who had such wisdom and knowledge, but were not satisfied in their hearts with the understanding they had in their minds. So that, that they had to set out worship the true king. Like the wise men, let us go to the manger to honor the Prince of Peace. Like Mary, who was misunderstood by those around her, pregnant teen. A young woman with a story about God that people were reluctant to believe. A person called by God to do something truly impossible and truly good. Like Mary, let us cling to the Prince of Peace. And like the disciples who lived and walked with Jesus. People who listened to his words and sat at his feet. Men and women who let their lives be interrupted by Jesus and followed after him. Like the disciples, let us believe the comforting words spoken by the Prince of Peace. Peace I leave with you, and peace I give to you. I do not give it to you as the world does. Do not let your hearts be troubled. This Advent season, we take time to remember that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. His peace is a peace that passes understanding. His peace is a peace that lasts. As we light the candle of Advent, for remember that Jesus is our peace. Today we come to the manger to know God's peace. Yeah. 
throne rules the world of light alone. Tis the Lord, the wondrous story. Tis the Lord, the King of glory. At His feet we humbly fall. Crown Him, crown Him, Lord of Have you ever imagined what it was like for Joseph and Mary to welcome Jesus into the world? The excruciating pain of giving birth without the help of modern medicine. All the effort and travail that Mary pushed the Savior into the world. And then there was the shocking location of the delivery. No medical staff to assist. Just cows lowing. And sheep bundled together like so many living cotton balls. The smells and the sounds that were accompanied. The incarnation were not the high notes of trumpets or the mystical perfumes of incense. There were the brain of donkeys accented by the scent of manure and hay. So many emotions must have filled that small stable meant to house cows, goats, and chickens. From our vantage point, it seems almost humorous that this was the kind of birthplace for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And yet, in the midst of the anxieties of childbirth and the hopes of the baby's arrival, after the rush of adrenaline, amid the flurry of prayers and those intimate moments, as Joseph encouraged Mary to deliver the baby, don't you think there was also a sense of wonder? No one can see God and live, the scripture tells us. And there, yet, in Bethlehem, not only did Mary and Joseph suddenly see God, they held him in their very arms. The high priest and he but once a year entered the Holy of Holies to atone for the sin of Israel. And yet there in the stable, Mary and Joseph sat in the presence of the living God. The God of life who gives all living things breath was suddenly dependent on Mary and Joseph to live. And the very one who created the worlds he who is the exact imprint of God's very being was wrapped in swaddling cloth. Jesus, who sustains all things by his powerful word, slept in the arms of new exhausted parents. A baby who had not yet learned to speak. As we prepare our hearts for Christmas, let's go to the manger with a sense of wonder. Like Joseph, let us be amazed that the child is a child of heaven. Like Mary, may we contemplate the miracle that Christ, the hope of glory, is here. Like the wise man who gave a gift of incense because he understood that the baby would become a priest. Let us remember that Jesus is our great high priest. The great high priest who once for all takes away the sin of the world. Through the power of his perfect and indestructible life. This Advent season... We take time to ponder the miracle and the mystery of the Christ child. We take time to remember that the story of Christmas is filled with so much human emotion. As we light the candle of Advent, we remember the miracles of God. 
Today we come to the manger in a sense of awe and wonder. Now they asked me to preach a 30-minute sermon now. No, I'm, I'm teasing. <clears throat> I do I do want to, I will be sharing one verse with you. Uh, Chris, I meant to give this to you before Isaiah 9-6. If you could find that, we'll be there in a minute. But I just want to take just a minute and, and share a couple thoughts with you that, you know, God... <clears throat> On the way to, uh, well, actually, it started before church. It, uh, this this evening, as I was sitting at home, uh, waiting to come to church, I, I I was praying for a friend of mine who has been in law enforcement for probably close to 40 years, um, and uh, I was I was praying for him. He had um, had surgery on his eye. Uh, he doesn't live around here, so don't, don't think it's anybody around here. Uh, anyway, he had surgery on his eye, and and um, so I texted him uh, this evening to to check on him, see how how he was doing, and and uh, you, you know through the conversation, you know uh, Christmas came up, and we just started going back and forth via text, and and we we text back and forth for I don't know 45 minutes to an hour, and in fact there there may be another text on my phone uh, waiting for me when we get done, because right before the service we were still texting, but he he asked me a question. And and he he said what what are you what are you doing for Christmas? And uh, he's on vacation, the creep. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess he's recovering from his eye surgery. But anyway, uh, he asked what we were you know doing for Christmas. I said, well, we're basically just hanging around and you know. Uh, and anyway, one thing led to another, and and he made a comment about. Uh, uh, Christmas and and you know well uh, sorry you can't get away or something something to that effect and then as the as the conversation continued he made a statement that I, I have found to be very true he said in my experiences in law enforcement as many years as I've done it he said I have found that this is a very difficult time of year for a lot of people and he said I've seen it over and over and over and as I sat there listening to this program uh, tonight I I kept hearing I kept not hearing but seeing the words that he had texted to me just a few minutes ago December 26th eight years ago I was sitting in our living room watching TV, I think, and my phone rang, and it was the sheriff's department. And they asked me to respond to a call. A 16-year-old boy had died. December 26th. And as I, I went to Silver Springs to respond to the call, one of the ways that the Officers were able to make an identification of the son because he had a, had a motorcycle accident. Um, was a knife that he had been carrying on his belt, and just the day before, 
his parents had given it to him for a birthday uh, for a Christmas present. We live in a world of people that are hurting. The hurt is all around us. And what we heard tonight in a very simple but very powerful way is the fact that we can have hope. We can have hope in Jesus Christ. We can have joy and love and peace. We can have all of those things. And you take those four things, hope, joy, love, and peace, and you wrap them all together, and it should cause us to wonder or be amazed at the goodness of God in our lives. Only God can give those things. My friend who I was referring to a few minutes ago spent a lot of time in the trenches, if you would. He, he, a lot of his law enforcement career, he was an undercover narcotics officer. And he saw a lot of really bad things. And he's seen the worst of the worst. And he knows what it means to be without hope. So let me challenge you tonight. And, and this, is, this is it. This is, this is it. This is the sermon right here. Where's your hope? Is your hope in the things of this world? I, 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 I have bad news for you. Where's your joy? Is your joy in the people around you? Well, I hate to tell you this, but they're going to let you down one day. Where's your love come from? If it's a feeling, if you're depending on love as being a feeling, feelings change. But more importantly, where does your peace come from? Peace in the midst of trouble. So let me encourage you. I read this this passage, this verse this morning. I told you this morning that it's my favorite Christmas verse. I wanted to read it again and then we'll, we'll be done. We'll, we'll pray and we'll be done. But I, wanted, I just want to share with you Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us, and I, I want to stop right here. I, I don't know if you do this, but in my Bible, I, I write in my Bible, okay? I, I do that. I, I don't know if God's going to get me when I get to heaven or not, but uh, I do that because it helps me understand things. And, and if you, you can come and look. Right here it says, it says, for unto you, there's a circle around the word us. And then next to that, I have written, I'm part of us. So really, in actuality, you could, you could put your name there. For unto Rick, a child is born. And unto Rick, a son is given. 
and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Not only is he peace, but he is the Prince of Peace. And we can have peace in the midst of the turmoil in our world today. Ask me how I know. I have it. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and for the work that you do in our lives. I truly am thankful for all that you do because you love us. You are hope. You are joy, love. You are peace, the Prince of Peace. And all these things should bring an amazement, an an awe, a wonder. Because we cannot manufacture these things on our own. Help us, dear God, to never lose that, to never lose sight. I just want to say this with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Very, very quickly. Is there anybody who say, Pastor, God has spoken to my heart tonight. It could be something you're going through, just something that God's just spoken to your heart. But is there anybody who would say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Just that, that simple. Just, Pastor, would you pray for me? Amen.